I'm sure the universe is full of intelligent life. It's just been too intelligent to come here. I'm Steven. I'm Kevin. And this is Loot Time. Go! Well, there are more alien-related franchises we need to talk about this month. There's a lot. Yes. There's too many. But. You know? But, first, before we get to more alien franchises, mm-hmm. I know last time we talked about dangerous aliens and them Some coming to our planet. pretty dangerous aliens. But, I'm thinking, who's your favorite non-threatening alien? Well, there's like, yeah, non-threatening there's like a wide variety of your different types of aliens, but uh, was it there's like Mac and me? Yep. Uh, I'd have to go simply with uh, E.T. E.T. E. He's your favorite. Elliot. Elliot. And then it was like, like just luring him into like his room with like the Reese's pieces or like in the woods with the Reese's yep. pieces all the way from the, from the shed. Right. All the way into the, I mean, I wonder how many bags of Reese's he went through. Cause he was, right. he was only setting them ever so slightly apart. He wasn't right. like setting them like three feet or four feet apart. He was like, it's like a giant pillowcase full of like Reese's pieces. And he's just like, got like, it's like a bag of seeds that farmers you know, have. And Reese's he's just made like, that movie. The money from Reese's. Yeah. Made that's, that, that was movie. The, the whole funding for that film was by Reese's. Yep. They're just like, we'll fund it all if you just sponsor our candy. And they're just like, we're sold. I know. That's all they I... ate on set too. Yes. Yeah. At least candy wise. Yeah. I'm sure they had healthier and, yeah. and stuff. But E.T. is kind of an interesting character because it's very odd looking too. Yep, and I everyone always had the joke, was E.T. like the runt of the litter? Did all the other aliens he from like a his, runt. Did all the other aliens from that planet, like they're big buff, you know, they're all like and tall he's like aliens. This, he's like... short, fat, stubby. Right. Although, I mean, he is a great alien, mm-hmm. but I think as a race, they they're probably the easiest to be killed. Right. Because their heart so, is, like, right there. You know where it is. Yeah, because it glows, and you're like, kill spot. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is why they're super friendly. Right. Because, you know, they're like, oh, look, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Sort of. Just kind of like, like, like the whole aspect of, like, uh, Mr. Burns and his treatment, and uh, everyone thinks he's an alien, and he's, like, all peaceful. Yeah. When Scholar and... Uh, 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 Scully. 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 Yeah, sorry. I'm just like I spaced uh, when they guest appearance on the uh, the Simpsons, and and Leonard Nimoy was there too. Yeah, Mr. Burns was all peaceful. Yep. Yeah. You think sometimes they're peaceful, but then they become see that's <laughs> ravenously barky. Yes. What about you? Um, you know, I don't know if we can qualify him as an alien. Howard the Duck. But I love Howard the Duck. I'd I'd give that a pass. I think that is acceptable. I mean, yes, he's from a di- well. I guess he's not might not be considered necessarily an alien because he is from an alternate dimension. But I love his attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily know if he's the the. I mean, I guess he would be considered non threatening. I mean, yeah. he's not like lasers blasting. I mean, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, but well, he's definitely non threatening. Most people and things are. I mean, he did get ripped from his world and brought to Earth. So he's an alien to this Earth. He's an alien to this Earth. I mean, he's funny. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's I a mean, talking duck. He's a talking duck. I mean, the funny thing is about Howard the Duck is he was never that Marvel character that everyone thought he would really go far. Mm-hmm. But I think, obviously, recently he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yep. as a cameo. He was in... Uh, uh, the original Guardians of the Galaxy and kind mm-hmm. of a post-credit thing. I seriously think they should make a new Howard the Duck movie. I mean, I, I think with the CGI and, and with what they could do with it, I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a wisecracking private detective, really. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you got private detective Howard the Duck, you got private investigator Jessica Jones. You could We could do a crossover. I think that I think uh, doing like a TV series 
uh, on Netflix with how your doc would work more. <laughs> there you uh, go. And mix that with like the Netflix characters. Netflix, you know, just, on all of our podcasts, right, we come up we with awesome you. ideas. So we should, you should hire us. Yes, we we have ideas. You uh, should definitely think about us. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of Howard the Duck. Uh-huh. I'm gonna hashtag Netflix. I'm saying, what about a new show? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Howard, Jessica put it in that world. I mean, he's right. not a big Marvel character. Iron, you know, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. Daredevil is probably the biggest franchise of he's, all yeah. of them. I mean, even I mean, Punisher. He's more of the anti-hero, but. I think Daredevil's the one that started it all. Yeah, I think Daredevil is the biggest part of that whole franchise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, introducing Howard the Duck, I think it's pot. I mean, you've already introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe other worlds. Right. Why not? Why not introduce the multiverse? Right. Like if you, you've like you mentioned, Stephen, that he's been in the Guardians movies and whatnot, and then it's like in Jessica Jones, you could just have her like at first like going through case files. And you see, like, a case from, like, Howard the Duck, or, like, you see a photo of Howard the Duck and be like, oh, he's in this universe. Like, he's here. Yep. And then it's, like, in future episodes, just kind of, like, you know. Have him waddling down the street. Right. Just slowly bring him in into the series and then have him pop up in Luke Cage. And... I mean, look, he he was on the Collector's Planet. Mm-hmm. And then whatever planet Yondu and all those guys, guys were on. Uh-huh. I mean, he could wind up on earth i mean he has access to a spaceship i'm sure right groot and everyone made it to earth i'm sure he is more than capable now i think maybe we don't necessarily need another origin story for howard the duck yeah i don't i mean it is an interesting story don't get me wrong i think of all the origin stories i mean everything's been overdone but it's it's, yeah i think since howard the duck was 80s mm-hmm. i think if you did an origin story for howard the duck even if it is a netflix tv series you know why not i mean you could do a quick episode one quick flashback he's on his duck planet right he gets sucked through and that i guess i don't know how he winds up with the i mean that might be an interesting story too find out how he wound up even in the collector's hands right like i mean obviously if the story goes he came to Earth mm-hmm. from the multiverse and then maybe got snatched by the Collector that way. Mm-hmm. Or he was like, screw this planet, I'm done. I can't get back to my duck planet, so I'm going off Earth. You know, something. Netflix, stop, stop listening to my ideas unless you call me. Right. This is copyright. Copyrighted. Is... <laughs> Patent pending. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like Howard the Duck. I think I think if you look at Cinematic Universe, Marvel uh-huh. Cinematic Universe, I'm going to go with Alien. I mean, granted, we know because we saw the 80s movie right? where Howard the Duck really came from, mm-hmm. but these kids nowadays probably saw they Howard know, the Duck. So they don't know. They might not and know. I think it would work well, too, because it's not like we're seeing the beginning of like Spider-Man again. We're yep. not seeing the beginning of Batman again. We're not seeing the beginning of Superman. Like, it's 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 been 30-plus years yep. since so I Howard think it, the Duck. I think it's fine. I yeah. think it's fine. And, I mean, recently they've come out with some comic books... I mean, they've only been 10 issues, six, 10 issue sets. Like a mini series. Yeah, yeah. For Howard the duck. And they're really funny. Like he, like Howard the duck runs into Deadpool. He runs into squirrel girl. He runes into rocket. Like, Oh, that would be fun. So, I mean, they kind of intertwine a lot of the mm-hmm. Marvel, U- Marvel universe in with Howard the duck because he is a lower level character. Yeah. So I think that works. So, we're going to jump into our franchises. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't remember, part one, uh, we talked about Alien and Predator. Um, this episode, uh, for the theme, Invaders. Um, obviously, it's part two of Invaders. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, talking about some aliens that have been hidden in plain sight. Yeah. And we're also going to be talking about uh, the big glop of goo. The black goo. The black goo. So with that in mind, we're going to be talking about the X-Files. Yes, we are. And Venom. Yes! And we're ready. We're, we're ready for We're ready Venom. for this. My body is ready. To get absorbed by the symbiote? Yes. I would be okay with that. You think so? Uh, Venom, not not Carnage or not, not you know, like, this, well, I guess it just goes upon the person because Carnage was like a serial killer. Yes. So it makes him very... Edgy. Yeah. So, first up, we're going to go with X-Files. Mm-hmm. Um, so, story time. 
Story time. Story time. Okay. In one of the longest-running science fiction series in network TV history, FBI agents investigated unexplained, mind-bending cases known as X-Files through the, through the government... Oh, sorry. Though the government is convinced that the outlandish reports are false, conspiracy theorist Fox Mulder, played by David Duchovny, and realist Dana Scully, played by the lovely Gillian Anderson, for, the mo- for most of the series... Stop at nothing to prove that the truth is out there. Series creator Chris Carter also serves as executive producer of the thrilling pop culture phenomenon. And as you can see, I wrote the dates. It ran from September 10th through March 21st, 2018. Mm -hmm. I put a question mark because it might might be coming back. back. We don't know yet. Um, But as you can see by that beginning date that I wrote, Mm -hmm. we literally... Just past the 25th anniversary of the X Files. That's crazy. That's... That was that was three days ago. It originally aired on Fox. That is almost that's uh that's almost my entire lifetime. Almost. I know, right? Almost. Three I was years ten. Shy. I was ten years old when the X Files came out, and I loved it from the first episode. And I had to convince my mom uh-huh. to let me watch it because obviously I was ten and we didn't know the content. But my mom watched. I think she probably watched the first uh, three or four seasons with me, mm-hmm. and then I think she kind of fell uh, fell off of it, it a little bit because mm-hmm. she just wasn't really interested. But I, dude, just pumped ten pumped years old, twelve years old, and you're just like, let's just, let's just do it. And then in the past year, I actually just recently binge watched. The new, All of them. Yeah. Oh. The whole season. And I did it while donating plasma. I sat in my chair and watched episodes there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when I was at home, I'd watch a few episodes here and there and burn through all of it. And honestly, I still think it holds up. Yeah, it's one of the one of the few pulp culture um, products that has held up over the years. Yeah, I mean... The even the tagline "the truth is out there." People think about conspiracy theories all the time. All the time. Now, granted, X Files. The subline was aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, aliens came to Earth. Um, there was a group known as the Syndicate that was basically there at at Roswell or the crash site, according to X Files, and they were the ones that met the aliens for the first time and said, "Okay, we'll keep your shit under wraps." Mm-hmm. As long as you give us your technology and and everything like that. And I think, you know, when Mulder got involved, because his father was part of the syndicate, mm-hmm. and his sister was abducted by aliens. Oh. So, I mean, did you watch it? Uh, when I watched it, I was very young. Uh, I had an uncle who loved the show, but I was severely scared of the intro really yeah every time that intro played i would get scared yeah and then it would do like all the images and then it would show like the outline like the black outline of the guy like falling yeah and that would always scare me because then it would show like the the pictures of like the ufo yeah because i remember watching sci-fi shows of like uh uh just like ufo shows and they're showing like footage of ufos so saying that on top of x files i was like this it's real Yep. As a kid, I was like, yeah. And, and it's funny because you watch a lot of the stuff in the in the shows and you're like, man, this could be true. Right. I mean, yeah, you have the gray alien body. You have you know, the normal the short alien. black guys. Yep. And, yeah. and that was obviously, you know, one part of it. But then the, al- the real aliens, mm-hmm. you know, had like green blood. Like if you like stab the alien, it'd be like poisonous Ooh. like oozy green green blood was and it uh, acidic acidic yeah yeah it would burn, <laughs> burn through things yep and like the body would just fall apart Ooh. and i mean it was kind of creepy yeah but then i mean so you have the alien side but then the other side of of like x files was the paranormal stuff like bodies be able being able to contort into small Ooh. spaces and uh, one of my favorite episodes was the vampire episode uh-huh. um the kid from uh the Sandlot, the guy that played uh, the Bambino guy. Okay, he was he was in that episode, which he, he played in a hilarious part. But like Dana Scully was like, "Oh, this is these are just kids and the cows, and you know they were 
sucking the blood of cows and the vampires aren't real. And that was probably one of my favorite episodes because it kind of took something that I love in the, in the Dracula vampire stuff. (laughs) It kind of included it in the Mm X-Files, but there were just so many different paranormal things that you're like, well, could this be real? I mean, it's possible. It's not like, you know, it's out of the realm of, you know, necessarily possibility, Mm -hmm. but yeah, some of it was, pretty outrageous it was far-fetched but then some of it was like it could be true yeah like you can't entirely uh prove that it was false yeah it's plausible and and i like how they put Mulder. like so Mulder used to work for the behavioral analysis unit he Mm -hmm. tracked down serial killers you know top of his field and but there was always the sub line like oh my sister got abducted by aliens i gotta find everything out right and then he pretty much took it too far and so I mean, they and so they stuck him down in the X Files in the in the paranormal which stuff. Is perfect. Well, sort perfect, of. perfect in the sense that they just wanted to get rid of Mulder. <laughs> they yeah. wanted to hide him in the basement. And so, like that's what I was saying. Like all of his stuff were pretty much jokes. Like mm-hmm. he would go on these on these assignments, and even the police officers like, "Bravo." This stuff's a joke. And right, this guy's a joke. There's like, got to be a reasonable explanation. Right. And they're trying to shut down the X-Files, which is why they put Dana Scully down there, because mm. she's a realist. She's a scientist. She's a doctor. To keep it alive. You know, and... she, she understands all the things that uh-huh. happen in the world. So, you know, they threw her down there. It's like, okay, take notes. Let us know what Mulder's doing. Let me know if... And it's funny, because she didn't realize that you know, his backstory, like going in, she didn't really realize his backstory. She, she knew his history with the FBI. Right. But she knew how good he was. Didn't know about his sister. Yep. And you know what, you know what Mulder's nickname was? Hmm. Spooky Mulder. Really? Yep. Because, you know, he was into all the, all the creepy, all the creepy stuff. Yeah. And the other cool thing about like conspiracy theories throughout the whole show is he ran into these three guys called the lone gunman. Mm hmm. And they had like a conspiracy theorist magazine, you know, they wrote about Bigfoot and aliens and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And he used them as kind of a sounding board for all the creepy, weird stuff <laughs> that was going out there uh-huh. um, and brought them into the loop and, and, you know, had a pretty good repertoire with, with those guys. Was it the, they weren't twins, were they? It was like the, the three older guys. One of them had like long, long hair, yeah. fro kicky, the short guy with the glasses. Yep. And, but yeah, so, I mean, it was kind of cool seeing them in, involved. Obviously, as as the season progressed, uh, Mulder got replaced by Robert Patrick. Yep, um, and he did a decent job. But it just wasn't. But it but it was more reverse roles. Scully became the Mulder, and and Robert, Robert Patrick, Patrick became, became Scully, and it worked for a little bit, and uh-huh. because Mulder got abducted by aliens and. That was kind of the backstory of it, and he finally came back. Okay, and he finally came back, and now the new season mm-hmm. that the or two new seasons that came out were were kind of wrapped around kind of the end of the syndicate, like the syndicate falling apart and ending, and one final solution for all humanity. Basically, the aliens were going to release a virus that killed everybody, like, like well half the population, oh. or kind of like a Thanos almost, right? Like just half die. Yep, and it, and you know, like the strong willed survive, where basically they gave everyone a shot, mm-hmm. and if you got the correct shot, it protected you. If you got the wrong shot, You're you dead. were you were dead. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of all wrapped around Mulder and Scully's son, who, like, if you remember, it was like season three, season four, when Scully had her baby, mm-hmm. they you know they stole it, like the syndicate stole their kid, and then they finally got the kid back, and you know Scully was like, okay, I'm gonna put him into the foster system so that way we no. don't know where he is he's, he's gone from he's, everybody you know, and then the second part of this new season was trying to find her son mm-hmm. and i don't want to say no spoilers we won't do spoilers okay. here, but there's a no really spoilers. really really cool twist with the son and uh, you know Mulder actually going out and trying to find him so now yeah. how do the the movies tie in so the movies were really a bridged gap between the seasons. So okay. the original X-Files movie mm-hmm. um, was kind of like a kind of it was like the it was called the Black Oil 
Okay. Um, and so, like, in Texas, they found this black oil and, you know. Symbiotes. Yeah, that's, it could have <laughs> been symbiote. It really could have. I didn't even think. Because it does. Well, unlike. Well, it kind of did. Like, the symbiote uh, goes into the body and uh, then exposes itself on which is kind of like the black oil in, in the <laughs> X-Files. It, it seeps into your body, uh, and it controls your mind. It tells you to do things. Symbiotes. So, yeah, I don't know if Chris <laughs> Carter ever... Right. made that true Maybe or not that would be a good that would be a good question to ask him if, right do you he, take some hints from venom like it is definitely a possibility he was established way I before the x-files i didn't think about that it's a good pull i like it <laughs> yeah. but, but at the end of the movie so dana scully um gets stung by a bee which they basically these bees were like the pollinators for the aliens oh. she got stung and then wound up in an alien spacecraft, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then, so then the next season started with kind of the tail end of that movie. So there was, it was kind of like, a, let's, let's make a, cause everyone wanted an X-Files movie at the time. Right. And so they're like, okay, so over the, over the summer, let's bridge the gap for a, for a what? season. Right. And then the second movie was after the X-Files was over mm -hmm. and, and it kind of was a little bit like the new TV series, but it was like, oh, what are Mulder and Scully up to now? Like, they're in two different places. Scully's doing something completely different. Mulder's doing something completely different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wacky things. You know, aliens again. I mean, those those movies were all alien-based, which I thought was kind of cool, because mm -hmm. the TV show weaved it. Like, it was right. like three episodes aliens. And paranormal stuff. And then stuff. paranormal stuff all year. Uh -huh. And then we'll weave in more aliens at the end. So, and it was good. I think that was definitely the better way to do it. That way it's not aliens all the time. Right. And do you imagine just like uh, going to your, your opening quote of intelligent life, like like uh, like the Simpsons where they're just like above Earth and then they see like our, our, our TV channels and they're watching the X-Files and it's like, damn it, like why are we always the villains? Like yep. we actually want to help you, but then it's like the TV shows that are pressing them not to come to Earth. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> even in the X-Files, the aliens were, I mean, they had a, there was a faction of aliens that were helpful. Mm -hmm. And then there were the faction of aliens that, that were the syndicate that were evil. Mm -hmm. So I think you had that back and forth that was done really well. But I mean, overall, Aliens never necessarily played a big role, except just it was, that like... was that was Mulder's life. That was his reason for trying to destroy the Syndicate was because mm -hmm. they're the ones that got killed, basically killed his sister. They're evil. Well, so his sister did die. Well, they cloned her sister several so, times. So because it was alien technology they used to clone her to keep her living uh, longer. I would be so upset. And it was it was really funny because, you know, when Mulder runs into his sister, he was like he sees the person he thinks is her sister, but it's a clone. But it's a clone. That's so sad. Yeah. I'd be so pissed off. But I like the flashbacks of of him like remembering the the abduction, you know, mm -hmm. her floating out the door, bright flashy lights and I mean, it's really funny. You watch a lot of the alien stuff and, and uh, the abduction stuff, and everyone's like, oh, I completely forgot. Or, you know, you would think that the aliens would be like, okay, well, we don't want them nowhere in existence. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, do, they, like do they mentally say, okay, we're going to probe these humans or inject them with, with stuff. And then... And then just wipe their memory because we don't really want them to know we exist. Now, whose right. idea is that? Is that the alien's idea? Or was that the syndicate's idea saying, okay, you know what? We're protecting your identity. Right. You need to wipe their memory so they don't remember. But the funny thing about the brain is you always, like, either dream, you have a dream There's, about right. it. There or could you... be something small that just brings it back. Yep. So it's and like... that's And that's how a lot of the alien abductees or the people actually in the world that think they've been abducted, I guess. Right. You know they're they're, they're like, trying to remember or trigger, or was I just really drunk? Right, because <laughs> I, I mean, got wasted. I mean, what do you think about those people out there that claim that they've been abducted by aliens? People, is, it, is it them on acid? Right, a lot of people are just like this person's crazy. Like you're a crazy person to come out and say something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were. I mean, they could like, be true, and it's really funny. So one uh, thing I wrote on here, so out of my camp that I went to, my Jewish camp that I went to, yeah, the the top, the older, the oldest kids in the camp do like a theme night every mm -hmm. year. And 
Just, I mean, it's the middle of nowhere, You're and in you the know, woods. woods, and so you kind of look up every once see, in a like, while, and you see stars, and, and like every once in a while, I see something fly by, and obviously, you know, you could say it's a plane, but I was like, yeah, it could UFO? be an alien, it could yeah. be a UFO, and and there was one night where I saw these giant just lights through the woods, mm. and. I was like, God, this kind of reminds me of an X-Files episode where they're running through the woods, lights uh-huh. light up, and it's like, you know what, let's do an X-Files theme. I was really big into the movie at the time, and it was, you know, through season yeah. six or whatever, and I had the movie soundtrack, mm-hmm. and at the very end of the soundtrack, at 10 minutes and 13 seconds, if you know what 10 minutes and 13 seconds means, it's Chris Carter's birthday. Oh, okay. It's funny enough. Okay. But at that <laughs> yeah. time on the CD, they have this whole speech, this whole uh, like alien extraterrestrial speech at the very end of the soundtrack. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that'd be a really good intro to this theme night. And we have mm-hmm. everyone sitting in the room. Lights are kind of dim. It's dark I'm playing, out. I'm pl- I basically played it off as this is a uh, tape recording from the X-Files. Uh-huh. And we're going to get the night kicked off. And so at the end, very end, all of a sudden you hear thunk. On the back window, so everyone's facing this way, and on the back window, all it's of a sudden, behind you, them, and there's all of a sudden you thunk, oh! and like a handprint goes on, and then starts uh, streaking, and it's all bloody. Ooh. And so, so there's this back door of this camera uh-huh. or a cabin that we were in, that yeah. we, and the person comes running through, all kind of torn to shreds, and yep. kind of trips up, and she rolls over, is like, I saw an alien, and, and then, just... and then all of a sudden. Lights go out, X-Files theme music goes up, and then and then the lights come on and the night kind of introduce. Okay, so we have to find the alien, so I'd have uh-huh. like an alien autopsy station, I had a conspiracy theory uh-huh. station. Like, it was just, oh, the whole camp got involved. It was like one of the coolest things <laughs> I ever put together, because I was like, I was a huge fan of the X-Files, and I'm like, uh-huh. we gotta do something fun, you know, I don't right. know, I don't know what everyone else was thinking, but I'm like, you know what? We're going to do this. And I was kind of the geeky, nerdy guy at camp anyways. And so I was like, ah, let's just do it. It'll be fun. And I always had the most outrageous ideas because I thought big. Like, I, right. I, I had a huge mind. That's why I kind of like getting into movies and into production and podcasting and stuff like that. Because, yeah. like, I have the idea in the mind that and I do want it. to do it. You follow through. So. Uh, that kind of, uh, I have a story since you mentioned, like, you at camp and you saw, like, uh, stars in the sky. I was like, is that a UFO? Uh, real quick. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, I was camping in Hayward, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, they say uh, alien activities at like 3.30 in the morning or something like that. Yeah, it's usually in the middle of the night. Yeah, and uh, so I had gotten up uh, to use the bathroom, and the campsite had uh, a facility with showers and toilets and whatnot. And about 50 or 60 yards ahead of me, and it was just all tall pine trees. Uh, there was a bright light that was shining from the top of the trees, through the trees. And I was still half asleep, thought nothing of it. And I was like, huh, so I zipped the tent back up, walked over to the facility, went to use the bathroom, came back. The light was still there, didn't think anything of it. Uh, and so then I went back to bed, woke up the next morning, it was sunny. And so I stood in the same spot that I woke up in and stood out there and I was like, that was pretty strange last night. I was like, what was that? And I remember not hearing anything. Um, all I saw was the light. So then I kind of got closer to the spot where I saw the light. And there was nothing. There was like no street light. There was no light strapped to the tree. But this light was bright and it was wide. And it was coming from above the tree. And I was like, I I don't know. I can't explain it. You know, it, it who knows? Yeah, and you didn't take a picture of it because why? Why would you? Right at three thirty in the morning. Yep, half asleep. And I'm sure I'm sure you had your cell phone too, and we're like at back. Whoa! Oh no, no, no! Was this too far? Too I, far before cell phones? Um, I think this was like the early 2010s. Okay, so smartphones were out. They were you might not have had one, but I didn't have the greatest with like the greatest cameras that they yeah. have today although if you would have taken a picture of it it probably turned out blurry anyways, and yeah. whatnot. every time that you try to zoom in it gets worse <laughs> yep it's like, God. so the article i found for the 25th anniversary was this guy wrote an article mm-hmm. um called 20 uh, x-files 25th anniversary top episodes to watch Ooh. picked by a super fan um, so aliens, monsters, and hackers as the x-files celebrates its 25th anniversary today here are the episodes you'll want to see um, 
and they're not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. This guy writes, as a hardcore fan, here's my list of the top 10 X-Files episodes that sound excite- that should excite fans, new and old, who want to look back at a time when UFO sightings, hackers, and vampires <laughs> made for groundbreaking TV. Um, so first up, obviously, the pilot. Mm-hmm. You can't get anywhere with the X-Files without... Sets everything sets up. Sets everything up. Um, and it was about, you know... UFOs. It was about tracking a guy that was recently abducted by aliens and, you know, finding out about his sister and really setting up the team. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was, that was really good, uh, Humbug. It was season two, episode 20. Uh, when a series of murders happens in Florida community, uh, former circus sideshow performers, Mulder believes the murderer to be the legendary Fiji mermaid. Um Scully, as usual, thinks Mulder is way off base and the mermaid is merely a hoax. Um, but yeah, it was about this guy who, you know, it was in the circus. He was like tattooed like a puzzle man. Okay. Um, but yeah, he felt he was responsible for the murders. That was a really good one. Um, let's see what else we got. There uh, was a... Oh, the Bermuda Triangle episode. It was called okay. Triangle Season 6, Episode 3. Um, in this unusual time travel episode, Mulder is lost in the Bermuda Triangle and ends up on a World War II era passenger ship <laughs> invaded by Nazis. <laughs> Oddly Perfect. enough, many of the characters Mulder runs into on the ship look identical to co-workers in his modern day life. So it was that was a pretty fun. It was uh, inspired by uh, Alfred Hitchcock's movie Rope. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was series creator uh, Chris Carter shot each act except um, the last in a single take. Okay. So the last scene was filmed in split screen style. So oh. it was it was really cool. Um let's see what else they got in this list. Uh season two, episode seven, mm-hmm. titled Three. After Scully is abducted, Mulder also carries on solo investigating unusual cult like murders in Los Angeles. A nest of vampires seem to be the cause. That's what <laughs> I was talking about. And Mulder finds himself in danger by falling for one of them. Well Mulder's uh-huh. Will Mulder's heart get him uh, killed, especially without Scully around to talk some sense into him? Mm-hmm. Or will he figure out that a beautiful bloodsucker isn't the gr- best girl, best girlfriend material? Yeah, I don't think that would be the best girlfriend material, a yep. vampire. That was a really, really good episode. I don't think it's on the list, but I remember I was super excited about it because Peter Boyle was in it, uh, and it took place in Minneapolis. Yep can't remember what season that was in, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yep, and then there was one called uh, Postmodern Prometheus, uh, Season 5, Episode 5. Uh, the episode shot on black and white film um, is a surreal take on the classic Frankenstein monster story. Oh. Mulder and Scully arrive in a small rural town mm-hmm. um, to investigate claims that a monster who happens to be obsessed with Cher is sedating <laughs> and impregnating the local women. Wow. One of the townspeople even creates a comic book about the creature, which he's named the Great Moato. Um, this isn't the only one of the weirdest monster episodes, but it also ends with a touching dance between Mulder and Scully. So that was a... Very was, interesting. That was a really good one. So those are some of the top ten. We'll post uh, this article on our website so you guys can flip through. Make sure you watch these ten, because they're all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not... Definitely watch the pilot. It'll probably get you hooked, and you'll do what I did and binge watch. Just binge watch binge all watch of them movies, all. new stuff. Um, so before we hit our next franchise, um, so what we do now that we have an awesome sponsor, Hot that Comics and Collectibles, um, in Richfield, New Hope, and Jordan, Minnesota. Woo! Um, so once again, thank you guys. We've already thank been you, with you. them for two weeks, um, and we, uh, if you listen to our past episodes, you know that we give out a code word. And you can go to Hot Comics and get a discount on awesome stuff there. Related to the theme. Related to the theme. And this code word is going to be Venom. Venom. So head over to Hot Comics, use the code word Venom, and save some money on some Venom stuff. And possibly X-Files stuff. We'll know more a little later and we'll post it on our website, LewTimePodcast.com. You imagine if uh, Venom got in a fight with a Xenomorph, but then like got a face hugger and so then uh you got a, a chest burster but then like the symbiote attached to that or like the symbiote got attached to like a xenomorph you imagine what that would look like i don't know 
Could, could it? Or a predator that got the symbiote? Oh, maybe the predator. I can see a predator getting that it. That would be weird. Yeah, they're both aliens, so maybe they know about each other. They could. All right, so, as Kev decided to mention, is Venom is our next franchise. Woo! Um, so Venom is a fictional character, if you can really call him a character. I mean, I guess... He's only Venom when he attaches to the host. Yeah. He's just black goo when he's He's just a, he's a symbiote, yes. as the lady would say it in the trailer. Yes. Appearing in American comic books published by Marvel, commonly as in association with Spider-Man, the character is a sentient alien symbiote with a amorphous, liquid-like form who requires a host, usually human, to bond with it for survival. After bonding with a human host, the symbiote bestows its enhanced powers upon the host. When the Venom symbiote bonds with a human, the new dual life form usually refers to itself as Venom. The symbiote was originally introduced as a living alien costume in uh, the Spider- Amazing Spider-Man number 252 from May 1984, with a full first appearance as Venom in the Amazing Spider-Man number 300 in May 1988. Hmm. So first host Spider Man, then, then moved. it moved on to Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock, which who which is who is the, the main, main actor in the new Venom movie. So mm-hmm. you a Venom fan? Been a Venom fan? Yes. Um, although I remember when the trailer came out, people were just like, "The lady's saying it wrong, symbiote or symbiote or whatever." All right, we'll we'll put a poll yeah. up on uh, yeah. we'll put a poll up on our Facebook uh, page, symbiote or symbiote, and I'll spell it right. exactly According. the same. Yeah, I'll spell it the same, and then I'll see what kind of <laughs> see what kind of response I get. <laughs> so that'll be funny. Yeah. I will laugh at that. Uh, uh, but, but no, I mean I've always known it as symbiote. Yeah, and I think it just depends on like how like if you're British or not British. Yeah, the, like your <laughs> accent, like. <laughs> The way that, like, if you're, like, Canadian or, like, British or, like, German, and yep. just the way that you Irish. say Irish. Yeah. Like, people, how they say milk or milk. Yep. It's going to be one of those tomato, tomato. Yeah. Potato, potato. Pillow, pillow. Pillow, pillow. 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 That one, that one, must, that one must be a British one. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, ever since watching, because uh, I first came across Venom, was uh, as a kid in the Spider-Man animated series okay uh and the action figures and uh we had chameleon that had the interchangeable heads and one of them was venom and uh and then even in some of the video games like you had ultimate spider-man for the original xbox where you had to play as venom and part of the story uh you had one of the spin-offs of like web of shadows for like the 360 and ps3 where it was uh where venom uh literally like took over New York and infected people with uh, the sim- symbiote and uh, uh, Wolverine made a cameo and he got some of it so he was like Venom Wolverine and it was it was crazy it's it's like the whole backstory of like because you know when you see it like Spider-Man's gotta come up yeah yeah um, and Spider-Man obviously is kind of the hero to He's the yin to the yang. yang. Except in Spider-Man 3, which we could write off anyways, mm-hmm. when the symbiote got a hold of Spider-Man. Got and Topher became... Grace. Yep. And... Now, it's funny. Uh, you got Topher Grace, who actually turned into Venom, uh, where when Spider-Man got it, he, he turned, just did he this just... black suit. Yeah, so... Like, how did they decide... I get it that he was, like, wearing a suit at the time, but it's just like, yeah, like... But it was a symbiote suit. I mean, it was right. pliable. Like, it was really flexible and gooey. Except for the part, because I actually just watched it uh, over the last couple of days and finished it tonight before the podcast. And there was that scene with, like, uh, you know, he's laying in the bed and he gets it on him and then starts swinging around. And then he takes off his mask like it's a regular mask. Like, it's not yep. stretchy. But every time, every every other time he tries to get it off, it's all stretchy and trying to stick to him. And it's like... Yep. I don't know. It's really weird. Like I, I don't think it was it was done right. A lot of early earlier Marvel movies, you could say that shit wasn't done right. Yeah. Like because they were new to it, the technology necessarily wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the trailer for the new Venom, and it, it like looks it like kind of 
Blood's like, just like folds, folds over his face, over his and, face and, and the teeth. teeth. Comes out. Yeah, the new pop vinyl. If you've seen the new Venom pop vinyl, no. but it's kind of like it's kind of like that. It's like half. just going half over his face. I'm gonna have to look that one. It, up. That one's pretty cool. They got at uh, I was just at Box Lunch. They got regular Venom. They got Venom uh, Iron Man, Venom uh, Hulk, Venom. What? Hulk. Yeah, dude. When I was in there, dude, like literally had a stack and bought all of them. I was debating. I might go back and buy them later, but. It was actually kind of funny to see all the different uh, venomized right. uh, Marvel characters. And they didn't have it, but I'm sure it'll come out. Deadpool. Oh. Gotta have a Venom pool. Yep. Um, I know I know they already made a pop vinyl for Venom pool, but I think taking the new movie aspect of putting it, that would be kind of cool. Um, but Deadpool, yes, Deadpool, Deadpool has worn the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, and De- Deadpool Secret War, uh, Secret Secret Wars, number three. Which is actually which is actually pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a, a 2016 miniseries called Deadpool: Back in Black. Uh, further establishes that the Venom symbiote returned to Deadpool for a time after it and Spider-Man separated during events of Web of Spider-Man number one. So Deadpool is even worn the symbiote, which you think his body might reject it. Right. With his healing ability. But, hey, you know, aliens are... They can overpower. They can overpower pretty much anyone. Yeah. That would... Oh, my gosh. You imagine, like, his witty attitude? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't with know how witty... tongue and everything? Yeah. Like... That could be... That dude, so dirty. <laughs> that song <laughs> that could would be, be so, so dirty. dirty. <laughs> but, uh, so, obviously, Eddie Brock is going to be... The, the Venom. The Venom in this one. Um, other people that have worn the Venom is uh, Flash Thompson, mm-hmm. but most recently Flash Thompson has actually become anti-Venom. Is that like wearing the, the he- white suit? Oh, the white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's basically basically anything he touches. They basically reverse engineered the symbiote mm-hmm. to repel Venom, mm-hmm. and that's why he's called anti-Venom. Gotcha. Um, but there's a lot of other symbiotes out there. I mean, there there's Carnage. Yep. Um, I guess you could consider anti-venom being its own symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other ones? There's the, uh, the ones in the new movie. It's is roughly based off one of the comic book storylines. Um, what color is it? Is it blue? There, there's there's a yellow. Is it like one. is it like Green Lantern? Like there's a there's a yellow ring and a red ring. Sort of. <laughs> there's there's a yellow. Uh... Do you think they just stole that from DC, or is it the other way around? They're like, okay, we're gonna have a red ring for Green Lantern, and that takes all your angry feels to make you a bad guy. So Red Carnage will be the bad one, right? Like <laughs> it's. Uh... All these different colored uh, symbi- uh, symbiotes, and uh, I'm trying to look it or up. Or it's like right different now. colored kryptonite. You know, different color kryptonite does different things. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I don't think I'm going to find it in time, but uh, uh, maybe look at the cast if I can find it. But uh, Wait, which one are you looking at? Uh, the Venom movie. Oh, uh, the new Venom movie. I'm trying to find like the material that they used. Um, Riot. Riot is another symbiote. Okay. Um, now are they introducing all these in the, in the movie then? Yeah, there's, I forgot the, uh, uh, the storyline because they're using multiple storylines for this new Venom movie. And one of them is where, um, which you can see in the trailer, Venom is like an anti-hero. Yes. Uh, where in the storyline there's multiple different symbiotes. Um, and Venom, uh, like one by one or at, like all at once takes them. So it's like Venom versus all these other symbiotes. Okay. Um, where you see that in the trailer, where you see that woman. Now, do they all look, I mean, if you know, I guess they all have like their different, like one's Fury, I think. Like the woman one, she has, it's like pink and black, but she's got like long hair and the other one's like yellow Do you know who plays it? Because there's been several women that. Or the character's name. So there's been several women that have worn the symbiote. Well, at least the Venom symbiote. Scream, I think. Yeah. So there's Scream. Okay. Um, I'll show you Riot. What's her? What's her act? Her like character name? Um, is it like? Does it actually have like a character name? Donna Diego. Okay, that's not one that's at least in at least in the comic books. 
Um, <laughs> Bride of Venom. Ann Wing, every uh, Eddie Brock's ex-wife and successful lawyer. She gets she gets the uh, symbiote. Does she? Yeah. It's like every man. It's like everyone gets like an Iron Man suit. Like I know, a, right? You get one. You, you get, get one. one. Uh, but you yeah. get a symbiote, and you get a symbiote. Which one do you want? I don't care. Just take it. But yeah, come it's... on down. You're the next contestant yes, on Venom is wrong. Venom is wrong. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, it's the storyline of, uh, there's different symbiotes that, uh, Venom goes, like, up against, and it looks like the big bad one is, uh, Riot. Not Carnage? Not, well, there's rumors that Woody, because Woody Harrelson's in it, that he might be... Carnage? Carnage. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think, do you think they're gonna do, like, the Iron Man thing, where they have, like, a wall of all the symbiotes, like, in, in jars? They might, because in the trailer, um, there's, like, glass-sealed, like, heavy-duty sealed uh, jars that have different symbiotes, and uh, you can see the different uh, color differentiations of, like, one is yellow and another one's a different color. I like how it doesn't take much symbiote to make a full-blown outfit, either. Right. Like... Do you think if you like, I mean, obviously it's an alien species. Like it just expands but, its mass. But like can you just... can you cut it in half and make two symbiotes, yeah. or do you have to literally find two globs of goop? Right, and just dip your finger in it, and it just engulfs your arm and then your body. Yeah, I mean, if you could take just a tiny speck, man, you can make a hundred different venoms. You can make an army. An, and that would be venom dangerous. Army. That would be really because he eats people. Yeah, to like. Self sustain himself, except except the host. Except, he doesn't eat the host. Not yeah, he doesn't eat the host. But like, the form of venom needs to to eat. Well, any, know, any 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 living, living thing, thing needs, needs to, eat. to eat, and his his appetite is people. I just like, you know, you look at the picture and him folding into the mouth and the teeth, right. and you're like, is that really him, or is that just a projection of what the symbiote thinks venom should look like? Right. You know what I mean. Because if it's all goop anyways... Does he have, like, an esophagus? Like, yeah. does he have an ingest... Like, does he digest his food? Does he Does he poop? <laughs> does symbiote poop? Does Does venom poop? You know, like, everyone poops, but does symbiote poop? See, they didn't include that in the, the children's book. I know. Everybody poops, but does venom poop? We don't know. <laughs> we need to know this, Marvel. I know, Marvel. Come on. Does venom poop? Does venom poop? That's gonna be that's gonna be the <laughs> question I will ask. <laughs> okay, so I'm needless to say you're excited about the movie coming yes, out. Yes, but are you? I am very excited. I mean, and when did you first see Venom? Um, honestly, it was probably in the original animated yeah. Spider-Man series. That's probably the first place I saw him. I wasn't really big into Spider-Man comics growing up. Mm-hmm. Um. I was still kind of more of a DC guy, but I did watch Spider-Man the Animated Series, that so that's that's definitely my first first take on him, mm-hmm. um, and seeing Spider-Man don the black in the suit. black suit and stuff like that. I mean, I, it's 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 awesome to see these, you know, non, you know, popular character. I mean, I guess I mean yes, he's popular, but you know, mm-hmm. the the lower end character spectrum being thrown out there and obviously everyone's like oh who the ne- who's gonna be the next villain right. i mean honestly sandman yeah uh, yes he's he's, a, he's, he's like a, a good... crook like he's not like your big baddie but yep. he could be and uh what was his name the electricity guy uh, electro electro i mean he's probably more of a bigger villain right i mean like doc ox a huge villain Green and goblin. Green goblin's a huge villain but eventually, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing is they're def- they're they're digging deep. They're finding the lower villains and bringing them up. And bringing them up. Now, obviously, this is a Venom movie where Venom is going to play the hero. Mm-hmm. And word on the street maybe is Spider Man does make a a cameo. a cameo, or he might make a cameo in the next Spider Man. movie. Yep. Either way, but. They they definitely took it a different direction. Mm-hmm. They they they're like okay we're gonna make Venom the hero now, mm-hmm. and maybe in the future Spider Man be like okay he is the villain so I gotta stop him or they might work together who knows they might, you know, like who he... knows, and I think that's good I think the mm-hmm. way they're doing it now is a very good way to do it. it's kind of like how they did Punisher mm-hmm. 
you know, and then tied him into Daredevil, you didn't necessarily make Frank Castle out to be the villain. Right. That, you know, he's sort of portrayed. Right. Sometimes. And that's, I think that's the way I see it too, because like, uh, Daredevil and Punisher have like the same end game where like they want to stop crime, but Punisher has a different means of doing that. Yep. Whereas like Tom Venom's means is chomp chomp, chomp chomp, and it's like he might not be the villain, but in Spider Man's eyes, the way he's going about things, like Daredevil and Punisher, yeah, he could be the villain, and then then they could be allies after that. Exactly. So friends, uh, the new movie comes out October fifth. Oh man, that's coming! I know the fifth, the fifth, really, the fifth of October. So make sure to check out leadtimepodcast.com. I'll put a post of the trailer up there for everyone to the check glorious out. Glorious trailer, the set, the newest one, the newest one. I'll the put the newest, newest one, one up there, guys. Have don't you, you worry. seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So oh, don't worry. Man. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll don't get worry, up there. guys. Okay, guys. So as mentioned earlier, the secret code to uh, be entered to win a prize is uh, Venom. Venom. Um, I'll post the contest up on our website, leadtimepodcast.com backslash contest. Um, it'll run from the 15th through, no, the 16th. The 16th through the 30th. It'll mm-hmm. close down at 9 p.m. Um, I haven't picked the prize yet, so make sure you check out the website. Um, make sure you guys go to Hot Comics and Collectibles. Um, use the code word Venom at the counter. Uh, get a discount on Venom and X-Files related items. And while you're there, buy some other awesome stuff while you're at it. They got yep. a bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have stuff to sell. You know, They'll stuff that's lying it. around your house, bring it there, talk to Mike, he'll hook you up. You can find us on social media at Loot Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Loot Time Podcast. You can contact us via our website, uh, mentioned earlier, or at Loot Time at Yahoo.com. Uh, we'll take all sorts of questions if you guys have them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys are awesome and want to be a guest on the show, you know, let us know why. We might have you over. Um in the meanwhile, make sure you like us and follow us on Facebook. Share our uh, page with all your friends on Facebook so you can join up. We're up to about sixty followers now. Yep. Let's try Which to get awesome. it. Let's try to get it up to seventy by the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you might even have a, uh, a contest to get people Ooh. to follow. Maybe in the future, but um, share with your friends. Tell them to like our page. Um, but until next time. I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Kevin Hebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. Go.